Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. You can listen and subscribe to the show for free on Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Blog Talk Radio, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Audible. For network or show information, visit FightRadio.me. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Saga Constantin, and we will be talking about her new book series, The In-Between Series. The In-Between is a temporary home for people where they must decide whether to return to their lives on Earth or move on to the next stage in their development. It's a wonderful place filled with spiritual aid and advanced technology. It's also a place where people face themselves for the first time. Saga Constantin is a best-selling Scandinavian author with more than seven books. She writes stories that are both captivating but also highly inspirational. The in-between series came to Saga on her way home from a business trip to India, and she instantly knew that this is a story that she had to share with the world. Her deep desire to bring awareness to the world is done most elegantly in these books. She has a remarkable ability to make psychological issues easy to understand and comprehend, and through her reading, uh, it is possible to grow inside and at the same time be highly entertained. Saga is also an international speaker and lecturer for businesses. Every year, she trains thousands of people in personal development and change management. And Saga lives in Denmark, but travels the world with her work. For more information, you can visit her website, which is www.sagaconstantin.com. And that's S-A-G-A-R-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N dot com. So with that, I'd like to welcome Saga to the show. Good day. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's wonderful. It's my pleasure. And like I had in the, said in the introduction, um, as far as being enlightened and entertained, your book does both, <laughs> you know, and, uh, it's uh, quite refreshing to have um, a, a story, you know, just um, a, a wonderful story embedded with some truths that, you know, a, a reminder is always a good thing. So yes. um, let me start with, you know, I mentioned in the introduction that you, you had the idea or, or the spark for this series. Um, came as you were returning home from a trip to India. So take us back to that time when that happened. Tell us how it unfolded, how the seed unfolded. Yes. Well, you know, I um, just before I went to India, I sold my business, and I didn't know what I was going to do in my life. And for the first time, I decided to wait and just see what unfolded because I always been really you know busy and moving fast into new ideas but but this time I felt and I need 
some space now and I need some time to wait for a signal from the universe to, to guide me. Where, where, where am I supposed to go with my life? What am I supposed to do? And I went to India to a big meditation resort where I was uh, teaching and on my way home I was sitting on the plane looking out the window when suddenly my body started to shake and there was this shivering going down my spine and I was sitting there, what, what, what is happening to me? And in front of me I saw what seemed to be like a huge movie screen and on this kind of movie screen a movie played out where I could see the highlights from a story. I could see the people in the story. I could see a plane crash, which wasn't that great when I was sitting on a plane myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, looking around the plane going, is anybody else seeing this? Am I going crazy here? And people, they were like, they were busy with the iPads and the tablets. And I was just sitting there feeling my body shake and this cold sensation just taking over. And... And it was so real, what I was seeing, it, it, exactly like being in the movies. And then it just dissolved. And it, I, I probably took 10, 15, 20 seconds, I'm not sure, but it was very intense. And in that moment, I just felt, this is it. This is, this is books I'm going to write. This is what I'm going to do. So, you know, the, the story just came to me. And I, and I grabbed my laptop and I started to write down what I was seeing because I was so afraid of losing it again. And I write down, you know, 10, 15 lines and I look at it and I just hear myself saying, you know, this is definitely going to be three books. And then I started to laugh because at that time I never written a fiction book before. I wrote two non-fiction books, but I hadn't a clue about how to write fiction. But I thought, okay, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. So uh, that's how it all started. And then, you know, I came home. I arranged a place in my house where I can sit and write. And every day from that time on, I sat down and I just asked out in the universe what, what is going to happen today. And it was like the movie just continued and I was able to see how the story would just unfold. And all I had to do was keep up and write, really. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> and... and has has that happened has that happened to you before or since then that kind of intense um experience well you know when i finished the story i was so eager to uh, to get it to a publisher and move on to write the, the second part and i was going for a walk on the beach when i i had another quite uh, amazing experience because then i just heard a voice say you have to give it away and, and you know, there's a difference between you can hear your own talking in your own head, and, and this was not that, you know. It was another voice, and I was like looking around saying, who's talking to me? And he just kept saying, you have to give it away. And I was like, this is nonsense. I just spent, you know, six months of you know, writing and, and using my saving, and I don't make any money, so why should I give it away? This, I'm, I'm going to make money out of this. And the voice just kept saying, you know, you have to give it away. And I just felt like putting my, my fingers in my ears and started to sing so I couldn't hear it. But then I went home and I sat down and I thought, what if I surrender? What if I surrender to this idea? And at that moment, another, and it's like, like, like you know, turning a page in a book. And then I just saw this, this, this uh, vision that I had to, to give the book away and I had to go to America and stand on the street and hand it out to people. And I thought, why not? 
this was just before, you know, the financial crisis, and I thought, why not? I didn't know what was ahead of us. So I went to the bank and said, can, can you loan me, lend me some money so I can go to America and, and give my book away for free? And this was even before anything, you know, passed it on or whatever. And they said, yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Why not? So I, I actually printed 15,000 books and had them delivered to my home address. And when the driver came with the books, he, he looked at me and he said, what are you going to do with all these books? Who are you? And I said, I'm just me. I'm going to give them to some friends, you know, and people I know. And he just looked at me and said, damn, you've got to have a lot of friends since you've got all these books. And I, in that moment, I just realized I didn't have a clue, you know, what to do with all these books. And, um, you know, then I just started, you know, to, to reach out and, and see how am I going to get from Denmark and Europe to America? And I just got so much help, you know. A friend knew a friend that actually offered to uh, to um, ship them over for free. And then I went to, uh, first I went to Los Angeles and I stood on the street and I handed out the book. And people didn't want it. And I was like, oh, come on. I, I went all the way over here. You don't want my book for free? And then a, a nice person came up to me and said, well, you know, there's actually three Scientology houses on this street where you're standing. Maybe it's not the best place for you to be, you know, because people think you're Scientology. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. I'm not, you know. And uh, I packed up all my books and I went up to San Francisco. And it was a totally different story. People just took the book out of my hand. They took it from the boxes. They just, you know, it took me five days to give all these books away. So that was the beginning wow. of it all. Yeah. That. That is, that's an amazing story, you know, and um, the book, it's a long book. I mean, it's a big book, many pages, so I'm sure that that had to be quite an investment. I mean, you know, um, just in, in the sheer publishing and the shipping of them. Yeah, yeah. But from the very beginning, for me, you know, it's, it's the, the, the purpose for me with all this is – is sharing awareness, and and that's so meaningful to me, and and that that is is what drives me. And you know, this was actually back in 2007. For all these years, I've just been working on it, sharing and working and sharing, because it's so important for me. And there's a lot, there's been a lot of bumps on the way because after I gave away the first one, I went back home to write the second one and I didn't have the money to translate it and then I didn't have either the money or the time to write number three. You know, but, but it all kind of worked out for the perfect timing and, and back in 2019, I said to myself, it, it's time now to, uh, I completed the second one in Danish and it was published in Denmark but I didn't have the money to translate it and I said to myself, I have to finish number three because I need to to kind of wrap up this series because I, I there are people waiting for it. And then, you know, as I sat down and started to write, I could just feel it all coming back and I could feel it was so great to come back to the series. And then came the COVID-19 and suddenly I didn't have any work, you know, but I had a lot of time to write. And then my work mm -hmm. came back, you know, but, but I, I got to work from home with all my teaching. And I had time to translate all three books, and um, I made a retranslating of the first one because I I thought I could do it even better than than the first version. And so here we are, all three books, you know. So so there's been a lot of guidance and helping, and and the timing also needed to be right. But of course, it's been extremely expensive both 
money-wise and time-wise, but the most important thing to me is that people people get to read the books and hopefully they will be inspiring and make people think about their lives and think of how how are we spending our lives, what are our priorities, how do I live my life, is this is this really what I want to do, am I happy, you know? Yeah, yeah. And when people read your book, they will understand um, your what, what guided you along the way, you know, what, what were the motivating courses, you know. Just because, you know, if you happen to be in the in-between, you know, that would be part of the thing that you would see of your life, you know. But yeah. anyway, um, let, let's, let's talk a little bit about um, the in-between, you know. Um, tell us, you know, what what is it, basically? The, the, the in-between is the place where people go if they leave their life on earth suddenly, or they go into a coma. It's like a, a a place where they get to look upon their own life and say proper farewell to the life they have lived if they die suddenly. You know, many people, when you die suddenly, it's both a shock for the the person whose, whose life suddenly ended, and, but also for the people left behind. And the in-between gives both people here, but also the people in between, a chance to, to reflect on life before they move on to the next stage. And uh, if you're in a coma, you, you get 42 days to decide whether you want to wake up or you want to continue on your soul, soul's journey. And you know what's, what's really interesting when I was actually giving the book away in, uh, in America was that I met a lot of people who, who actually knew people who'd been in a coma. And they said, well, you know, it's, it's what you're saying is so right. You can actually talk to the people in coma. You can never, you can never put music in the ears because they're listening somehow. They had this sensation about what I was telling them, you know, about in between. So, so the in between is it's quite an amazing place where where we can, even though, what, you know, the two of us are alive down here, we can still connect with the people who left their bodies and are in in between, which I think is is really both beautiful and also. Nice to know if you lose somebody who, uh, yeah, who you miss. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the a couple sentences in, in, toward the beginning of your book kind of popped out at me, and and that is, uh, it's important that people depart from their lives on earth in a proper manner, both for their own sake, but also for the sake of their loved ones. And and you know, I, I just kind of. My, my attention was drawn to the idea of a proper manner versus an improper manner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think we all. Well, yeah, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. What, from in your mind, what would be what would differentiate those? Yeah, but you know, I think we all kind of experienced that we lost somebody we really care about, and and especially if it's it's. it's Unexpected. It's really hard to deal with the emotions that that you 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 have, and uh, it is a, a big transition for the body to die. I guess. I mean, I I don't remember how it is to die, or but but you know, it it a proper farewell is is also about looking at your life and asking yourself, have I have I done what was important to me? Have, am I am I have I lived my life the way I wanted it? And I hope we're not waiting until we're going to die to ask ourselves these questions. We should ask them all the time. 
but but you know it's it's wrapping up your life in a in a good way and reflecting and and making up with whatever there is to make up with but i th- i think especially for the people left behind they're left you know with uncertainty with grief and and uh, and it can be hard to uh, to move on because uh, the emotions that you experience come you know unexpected and in that way when when you move on in the proper way it helps both the people left behind but also the the soul who's continuing on on this journey yeah yeah you know and i've always thought of a um what would be a peaceful transfer <laughs> you know transition you know would be yeah. the um ideal um kind of situation so uh, one of the, you know, uh, one of the main threads through the book uh, revolves around choices, the idea of having to make choices, and the main character, Eve, has um, dramatic choices because of a, a son, has a son. So tell us, you know, about that parent-child dynamic that you included in your book. Yeah, you know, I think as a parent, you always put your children first, and of, and, and for me that we, we have to put our children first. But but in the book, as you say, the the main character is the, actually put in front of an inhuman choice between between the, mm-hmm. staying in in between or going back, and and I think sometimes we have to step back and and see that that we are part of a bigger whole that that something greater than ourselves and we don't know what that is but but somehow we need to to separate my ego and my soul's journey and and some things are just meant to be and we can't fight it and, uh, and no matter how much we fight it, you know, we will be drawn toward it. And, and the, the choice that the main character has to make, and I know it upsets some people, and <laughs> because people have been, a few people have been writing me and saying, that, that is a bad choice. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but, you know, it's for the greater good. And that, that is so hard for the human being because we, many, many people are living a very selfish life. And, and I'm just trying to put a little bit of light on, on the choices that we make, am I making this for me and just me and and how I live, or am I making the choice to help nature, to help mankind, to to help my children when they grow old? You know, um, and it can be difficult. It can be really, really difficult because we have we have so many emotions invested in our choices. But when we we bring it down to to really basic, there's always only the choice between fear and trust. That's how I see it. So all the choices mm-hmm. we make in our lives is either about do I trust, if I move this way, everything will be good, I'll get the help that I need, I'll get the support, I'll take responsibility, or do I fear that I'm that I'm losing, that I'm that I'm dying, that I'm out of the crowd, that I'm not belonging, that I'm not good enough. So there's this trust or fear that when it all comes down to it, that's that's what we got to choose between, and uh, that's also what the main characters has to choose between Eva in the book. Does she trust herself and what she can sense, or does she fear that uh, she will miss out or make a wrong choice? Really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, it is, 
when we look at that really big picture, you know, we recognize that, you know, life and death is, is in the cycle of things, and what really remains is the connection between, you know, um, souls, you know, and uh, that to, and to recognize that our particular soul has a spot, has a place, is a piece of, you know, the greater, you know, and then, and then once we recognize that, and it's not uh, uh, a big ego, it's not an ego thing, it's just uh, a statement of awareness, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree, and, and you know, it's there's a huge difference between our soul and our ego, as I see, because the ego is always trying to achieve something, and the soul is more like trying to to move through life, learning and supporting and helping and following life purpose. There's always a purpose when we come here. We all have our assignments, and and if we can choose, if we can tune into what is my assignment here, then we are on our path with our soul's journey. But our ego loves to take over and uh, make the choices and, and it's it's hard it's really hard sometimes to, to to see the difference because we get caught up and we get excited and all this and uh, and sometimes we also only see what's just in front of us instead of as you see see the big picture what am i part of what am i role in this in this place really what can i offer instead of what can i gain Exactly. Now, um, I want to talk about a, a character in the book, not, not the main character, Thomas. Um, when when I did my book, Joy Potential, it's kind of, you know, it's it's, uh, it's fiction, but it kind of got some bits of facts in it. But anyway, when it came time for the, the main character, I, I know that I um, had to create in my mind's eye who this person was. So, and, and, I, and I found Thomas to be quite um, a fascinating character. So tell us about the development of Thomas. Well, Thomas, you know, is uh, is, a, is a quite to start off with an ordinary man. He uh, he, uh, when when the reader gets uh, to book number three, actually, they will find out that his parents died when he was a he was a child when he was twelve years old, and that made quite an impact on him. His father, father was a, a very tough man that wanted him to be, you know, out there showing himself off. But Thomas has this very big feminine side. And that is what makes him, I think, such a beautiful man because he balances the feminine and the masculine. And, and, and he, never, he never judges anybody. He always reflects and, and offers a potential to reflect. And his own journey has really been from, from, from experiencing this enormously pain of losing his parents in a car crash when he was 12 to, to actually surviving and, and looking inwards. And he uh, thought about you know, living his own life a few times, but, but never did it. So, so he was really challenged as a young man and coming to in between, he finally found his potential of helping and showing other people the way and he's doing that with our main character Eva he's really supporting her and and what she feels is that he he never judges her he doesn't matter what she says what she does he never judges and that is probably one of I think his finest qualities uh, that he has to offer but uh, he will get challenged once 
once in book number three, but I'm, I'm not going to tell you how. You have to read it yourself. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. Um, now, when you, in the book, I'm, now I'm talking about The Life is, is the one that I read. The, the trilogy is The Life, The and The Hope. Um, um, in the life, when you start, when you're talking about the in-between, um, it seems like a pretty idealistic kind of environment. I mean, um, there's a lot that's attractive about the in-between. Um, now, later, later on in the book, uh, one of the things that you, that, that pointed out, that it's important that the people on Earth not um, that, that the, the in between not be known to, to people mm-hmm. of work because you know of um, some young folks may take that as an invitation, you know, to go in between rather than you know continue the journey here. So um, I really wanted to bring that up because there are so many teens right now, you know, that are struggling with depression and, and various other coping issues, um, and, and teen suicide is so, it, it's just awful. I mean, you know, there's just no way. So, tell us about, you know, you know the, your decision to have that in there, and yeah. just, you know, your opinion. Yeah. For me, it was very important to bring in the book, because I don't want people to think, wow, here's a beautiful space where I can look at my issues, I can be taken care of, it, all my troubles will be gone, you know. Um, and and I know, as you say, there are so many teens who are struggling with themselves, who are really, really challenged. And I don't believe that we're ever given greater challenges that we are able to actually cope with. Of course we need help, of course we need to reach out, and of course other people need to be aware of, of other people as well. But we're never given any challenges that we cannot cope with. So, so I believe we should stay here and we should you look at whatever whatever is in our lives and we should reach out for help because there's always help. Um, but I don't want anybody to think that the in-between could just be an easy way out because it's not an easy way out. Um, it's not an easy way out for people who, who have committed suicide. It's, a, it's an awful decision to make. And it's not just for the people who actually have those thoughts. It's also for the people left behind. My cousin, uh, who was just one year older than me, decided to jump in front of the train. And, you know, mm-hmm. when I was writing books, she was with me the whole time, guiding me as well. Wow. And when I completed book number one, it was like then she could actually let go of in-between. That was the feeling that I had. She was in-between the whole time I was writing the first book, and then she was gone. So, so I, for me, it was very important to say, this is, this is not, I'm not creating an, an easy way out here, because you have to stay with the life and learn what you came here to learn. Uh, that's what we're going to do. We don't just leave here. It's, it's not yeah. worth it. You will come back with even greater challenges if you do that, you know. So, uh, so it was actually very important for me to put in the book because I don't want to create an easy way mm-hmm. out that's not there. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And you know, I, like I said, I, I was I was happy to see that there, you know, because as you know, um, 
not that anyone you know would necessarily you know derive you know that the ideal ideal was to you know go to the in between um but but the fact that you you know made it specific and you know and it sounds like it was very personal too to have that in there um mm -hmm. i think that I, that was that's just great i you know and i, I was just glad to see that I, that's why and I, that's why i kind of wanted to bring it up because i thought it was just um, a really important message in, in the book yeah and also you know i think what we see in the world right now with all this social media is like a, a way of living that's made up that's amazing carefree and fantastic and, and people especially young people look to this perfect life on social media and think i want that as well they're, they're skinny they're healthy living you know they're they've got enormously energy they have time they're perfect and that's an illusion and i just don't want to create another illusion that you can just go to in between and everything will be great you know because we really have to face our lives right here right now and make the most of it so so i think it's, it's yeah for me it's important that that we we kind of come back to what is true to ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Well, Saga, we're about halfway through the show, so I want to take just a quick break. Um, and then when we come back, I want to talk about God time. <laughs> okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and I hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,600 shows that we have had during the past 12 years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, nature photography, calendars, and 5x7 photo greeting cards. Our show is a free podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms on the top of our homepage. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special guest is Saga Constantin, and we are talking about her in-between series uh, of three books called The Life, The Ring, and The Hope. And you can find out more about Saga by visiting her website, which is www.sagaconstantin.com, and that's S-A-G-A-R-C-O-N. S-T-A-N-T-I-N.com. And with that, we're back, Saga. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And you mentioned during break that you put a link, a special link on your website. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. 
Robert, I just decided that uh, that your wonderful readers should have a chance to uh, read the book as well for free. So I actually just put a link on the website where people can go and download the live for free if they like, and uh, they can find out a lot more about this in between that we are talking about if you like, and be inspired as well. Well, great. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I, I know many of my listeners will, will like that one. So. Okay, now, um, one of the um, pieces of technology that is in the in-between and plays a, a kind of an important role is called the SkyCon, S-K-Y-C-O-N. So, tell us about SkyCon and, and, you know, how the, the role that it plays in the, in the book. Yeah, the SkyCon is is vital because it's a communication device. And just to to give you an idea of how great it is, it's really you know the 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 iPhone of your dreams. It can do everything really. So uh, it's small, it's very thin, and it will fit in your palm. But when you when you uh, activate it, a, a picture actually are, are enlarged and. Uh, and what you can do with it, it, you can communicate, of course, between uh, people and in between, but you can actually also, what you will see, bring it back to Earth and communicate from Earth to the in-between. And that is quite amazing. And from the in-between, you can also watch people on, follow them on screens from there. So uh, for the people who actually live their lives on, uh, on Earth, they can look out for the beloved ones on Earth. So the SkyCon is, is the most amazing communication device that, that, that we can think of, and I'm apropos about everything that they can do yet. They'll be really just to see it. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was quite a device. It was quite a device. And now I'll, I will say that the, the one scene where Ava's looking down, I'm not giving too much to it, um, at the crash, you know, um, it was a, the idea of someone in the dream getting that clear a picture of what's going on. It's like, hmm. I mean, it's kind of like a big brother kind of thing. It's like, is, am I under a microscope, unbeknownst to myself? Well, well, of course you can get that idea, but I don't think anyone will, will look into your or my life that, that doesn't know us, really. So so let's uh, let's just yeah. say that uh, there are some restrictions on who you can actually <laughs> observe. So, uh, so uh, we can't just uh, sneak peek on everybody's life, but... Uh, but uh, of course we can, uh, what they use it for is also looking back at their own life. So they can actually replay sequences from their own life and look at them and say, how, what did I do in this situation? How did I cope? How did I react? Oh, was that really a great thing to do? I should have done something different. So, so with this, this technology, they can, uh, they can re- reflect on their lives as, as well as, uh, as uh, checking in on the beloved one on Earth. And, and another little detail is that, they, and they're not allowed to do that, but I think some people sometimes have this idea that they get messages from above, you know. But like like they, they, they draw a little mouse on a piece of paper, you know, and it's like, who, who did that? that is, that's only one person that can do that, and I know that person, you know, and the person is dead. So they, they, they do leave these small hints every 
you know, sometimes, but they're not allowed to, but they do it anyway. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, and, I, and I kind of thought that there would be a little bit of a um, quality control, <laughs> you know. Let's just agree on that one. There are quality control, but but can I share another story with you, which which is quite amazing? Um, you know, when when. Uh, when I was uh, writing the books and I had like a quite a long break because a lot of things was going on in my life and uh, and I was you know I was uh, at work and I got this email from a woman that I didn't know and she said to me I I had to write you because um, there's been uh, an accident in my my family my brother and and my son went to uh, Croatia on holiday and unfortunately they they actually fell off a track um, on the mountain and died. And uh, she said, uh, my uh, my son's girlfriend went to a psychic person, and she went there just to talk about her life and uh, you know education and stuff like that. And this psychic person said to her, said, um, there's there's actually somebody in the room who wants to give you a message. And this girlfriend, she said, well, you know, I don't believe in anything out of the ordinary. And the psychic person said, well, well, do you want this message? And he said, yeah, 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 give me the message. And she said, you know, there's somebody you know and you love that passed away recently, and he's got a message for you. And the message is, you need to you need to read a book, and it's something with between, in between, and the, the author's name is 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 quite different. It's not Danish, you know, but it's someone with a star or something. I can't see the name. And she said, he's he's saying you need to read this book to understand where he is, and when you read it. You should let me know, and he he will tell you more about the place where he is. And uh, and this the mother of of the son just wrote me, and she said, I I just want to read your books, and I want to let you know that that we didn't know that he maybe he read your book, maybe he didn't, but you know he's 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 not here anymore, and he told us to to read your book, and I just wanted to let you know. And at that time, you know. I just knew how important it was for me to to finish the series, and and, and it, it's been like that all the time. If I drifted away, I got this hint to get to get back to to writing and completing the series. So I do believe, and I do see that somebody is sometimes giving us a few messages. If we if we listen, we need to listen, you know. <laughs> That's important. I've learned that one very much, you know. That, uh, you know, because I, I had someone years ago, like in the 90s, um, kind of do a reading and mentioned that my guys were saying that they, I asked for help, they gave me help, but I just don't listen. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's a, that's a difficult one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now, um, when, when it comes to the, um, the idea of, the in between being um, in the clouds. <laughs> Again, I hope I'm not giving too much away, but I think I'm giving enough, you know, for that, that I've seen on your your promo. That you know, uh, but why the clouds? Is this just because it's like the literally the in between the the sky and the earth? I, I don't. I'm not sure I understand that. What? Well, in between you um is described 
as being in the clouds? Is it not? I mean... Oh, right. Sure, sure. It's just, it's sometimes the connection is a little bit funny. Yeah, it is in the clouds. It is in the clouds. Um, yeah, you know, one thing I thought when I was writing the books, because, you know, when the story came to me, I was, I was, I was up there in the sky looking out on the clouds, and I was like, what? I, I wondered so many times when I've been outside, do you think there's something in the clouds? You know, and this whole idea, you know, of, of, of the in-between inside the clouds, because they're just hoovering above us, you know, they're up there. So whenever you look up, that could be a part of in-between, whenever there's a cloud on the sky. And so so they are there. I mean, where else should they be? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I understand. You know, to me, um, I always like to know... And how an author, you know, creates, how, how the story is created, or, you know, whether, and, and to me, you know, because uh, just being an author, I, you know, I'm just curious. I'm just curious on how that um, each individual author writes. Um, yeah. So now, would you, what would you say would be one of the major, um, Themes or lessons from the series. Oh, 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 yeah. How about you, overall? I, yeah, sorry. We'll do the overall, and then I'm curious about each individual book of like *The Ring and the Hope*. You know, individually, mm-hmm. what would they have? Yeah, for for the life, I would say that the greatest lesson for me is to to be present and. And stop, listen to ourselves, and begin to live the life we truly want. To to sort of make really make sure that the choices that we are making makes us happy. That we're present with our children. That we're present with our beloveds. That we're present and happy with what we're doing while we're here. So so it's for me the takeaway from that book is really to 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 live a life where we are living our purpose here and a meaningful life um, that that is for me the takeaway from the first book to, to really be here while we are here and for, for mm-hmm. the ring it's um, it's more opening up to the idea that maybe we have been here before, maybe there are greater lessons from past lives as well and and in that book I think it's it's more about believing in yourself and listening to yourself, um, because the main character she doubts herself as a lot, and and also doubts the, the spiritual part of, of life and stuff like that. But really believing in yourself, believing in in what you feel to be right and true to yourself. That is book number two, and book number three is really about um, this. I mean, the hope that 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 we we have to look at the greater good and there is hope if we if we widen our horizon and and start to to help each other live from trust instead of fear so it's really about this shift from fear to trust from mind to love and that is is the last book that we're all part of something bigger and we're all somehow in a ring and we are connected so um, yeah, that that would be my uh, 
that would be my, you know, my takeaway. And of course, other people can have other takeaways. There's so many layers in these books that, that uh, depends on where you're coming from, really. Yeah, yeah, it does. And, and if you have a, a personal experience, too, that, you know, to draw from. Now, can we, should these books be read, like, in order, or do are they, like, in, standalone, independently of each other? They, they should definitely be read in order. The, the life, the ring, the hope. I have seen some, you know, people on, on online that said I, I only just read the ring or the hope and it was okay, but I think it would be such a shame to, to start with number two or number three because you, you don't give, if you, if you start in the middle of the story, you don't get the whole idea of the in between and, and the, the struggle in the first book and all the, you know, the, the small details about the place, and uh, it would be such a shame. So, the life, the ring, the hope, that that, that is the best way to, to read them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and having read the life, I know that, I mean, there's just so much background, you know, information that, you know, um, that's, I'm sure, important, you know, obviously important to the, the remaining story. So, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I see where that would be preferred i mean i think so but um so now what if, if people want to get in touch with you um how would they do that the best way to get in touch with me is that people can always connect on social media on uh, instagram my profile is saga constantine author and on uh, it's the same on facebook and i'm on linkedin as well and you can always go to my website, as you mentioned, sakaconstantine.com, or write me an email. Everybody is, is, is allowed to write me. I'm always happy to hear from people if they have questions or comments about the book. So uh, it's wonderful if people um, join on, on, uh, on the social media as well. That will be wonderful. Great. Well, I'm already following you on Insta. Uh, and I will be sure uh, before the day is out uh, to make our connection on um, Facebook and LinkedIn. So, well, well Saka, I want to thank you for your time today. I enjoyed speaking with you. I enjoyed reading your book. Um, and I look forward to keeping the connection. Thank you so much. And it was so wonderful to talk to you. I'm so happy that you enjoyed the book. Thank you so much, Robert. You're very welcome. Um, again, everyone, today my special guest is and that's Constantine. We've been talking about her in-between series, uh, The Life, The Ring, and The Hope. And again, you can find out more by visiting her website, which is sagaconstantine.com, and that's S-A-G-A-C-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again... Thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, our show is available as a free podcast from Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Blog Talk Radio, Amazon Music, and Audible. To follow our show on any of those platforms, visit ByteRadio.me and select the one you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bite Radio Me. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.